Welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast, where Charles H. Green, CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and co-author of the best-selling book, The Trusted Advisor, answers your questions and offers wisdom on how to build stronger relationships with clients and colleagues. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast. I'm Charlie Green, along with Jason Gluskin. Jason, this time we got a question from a business school professor, so I guess we're moving up in the world, huh? Charlie, yes. Today's inquiry is from Dr. Peter Johnson. He's the clinical professor of marketing at Fordham's Gabelli School of Business in New York. Dr. Johnson writes in to suggest we talk about the role of trust in a critical business transition, moving from salesperson to sales manager. And as always, it's good to hear from our brethren on the academic side of trust. So Dr. Johnson says, my first thought was that for management to promote a salesperson to a sales manager, you would have to first trust that he or she has the capability to learn and to perform a function that will require personal growth. And from the other side, the to-be-promoted salesperson's point of view, you'd have to trust your management's estimation of your own capability to do something that you haven't done before. But I wonder, are there more trust angles that we're not looking at in this scenario as well? Dr. Johnson, thank you for the topic. As you suggest, it's a frequent business occurrence and an important one. By the way, someone I have learned a lot from on this topic is David Brock, CEO of Partners in Excellence and authors of the Sales Manager Survival Guide. Shout out to David. First of all, I think you're absolutely right to note the personal growth required to move from salesperson to sales manager. There are some roles in business in which the primary qualification of a job is the ability to perform the job one level below, but this is not one of those. There are lots of reasons for that, but the main one to my mind is that salespeople, even when operating in collaborative teams, are very much on their own. Key among the job requirements are a strong ego, in the good sense of the word, and for lack of a better term, gregariousness. By contrast, maybe the top requirement for a successful sales manager is the ability to coach others. You're also right, Peter, or I agree with you, to note that the dual trust requirements, each party to the promotion decision, has to take a significant leap of trust regarding the other management to trust that the salesperson is capable of such personal growth, and the salesperson to trust that management knows what they're doing. But I'd add one more aspect of trust to this situation, and that is that the sales manager has to meet a higher trust bar. Both salesperson and sales manager have to be good at trust, though in very different ways. So let's look at each in turn. The salesperson, and I'm talking here largely about B2B sales, has got to be trustworthy as well as able to trust. The trust equation is a convenient checklist. Of course, clients must trust the salesperson's credibility and reliability. Those are easier to understand for most of us. Intimacy and low self-orientation are harder for many salespeople, yet the larger the sale, the more complex it is, and the longer it takes, the more these qualities are important. Above all, the client must also be able to trust that the salesperson has their best interests at heart. And here's where a lot of salespeople fall down. It requires that the salesperson is able to think and act in the long term rather than just in transactional terms. To successfully apply trust in sales, you have to actually believe and act in terms such that you are truly willing to accept the idea that you will do better in the long run if you focus on the long-term benefit of the client or customer and not on getting the sale. Again, lots of salespeople cannot make this adjustment. But that's another podcast. Now, let's turn to the trust-related mindsets and skill sets of the sales manager. To begin with, the strong ego of a salesperson isn't necessarily an attribute for a sales manager. In fact, to put it in paradoxical terms, your ego has to be strong enough that you don't need to constantly prove yourself. It has to be strong enough that you can subordinate your own needs 
for recognition to those of the salespeople who report to you. Your self-orientation, in other words, has got to be really low. My friend Dave Brock points to General James Mattis's concept of the commander's intent. And let me quote from Mattis here. The job is to provide only what is necessary to achieve a clearly defined end state. Tell your team the purpose of the operation, giving no more than the essential details of how you intend to achieve the mission, and then clearly state your goal or end state, one that enables what you intend to do next. Leave the how to your subordinates, who must be trained and rewarded for exercising initiative, taking advantage of opportunities and problems as they arise. Now, I think Mattis is right for sales managers here, too. Viewed this way, the sales manager must trust his or her own decisions and focus then on communicating intent. He or she then must trust the salesperson to make the right decision. This means you have to give them room to run, including room to make mistakes. This is exactly the direction that not enough sales managers take. If your instinct as a manager is to say, watch me and do it this way, you're not doing it right. Selling is enough of an art that simply copying someone else doesn't do much for you. Moreover, not everyone learns the same way anyway. If you're not curious about how your salespeople learn and change, you're not going to be able to help them. So sales management requires a curious mix of empathy on the one hand and discipline on the other. Empathy to understand what your salesperson is thinking and feeling, and discipline to articulate what you want in the way of end results, and to help them adapt your organization's sales process to the always unique situations represented by each customer. So big picture, the relevance of trust to the sales manager is less about trustworthiness, particularly competence and skills, and it's more about the ability to trust others, particularly your salespeople. You need to trust them to make mistakes and to give them room to do so. You need to trust them enough with your own psyche and experiences that they will readily share theirs with you. And finally, you need to trust them enough to make them the agents of your own success rather than to make them into clones of what made you a successful salesperson. Well, there's a few thoughts, Peter. I'd welcome your own reactions. Thank you. You've been listening to the Trust Matters podcast with Charles H. Green. Send us your questions about trust, relationships, and business at podcast at trustedadvisor.com. And visit trustedadvisor.com for tons of free articles, videos, and more.